listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Coming to you from the Windy City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, this is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome in everyone, Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in to episode number 151. I truly hope everybody had a great holiday season and enjoyed time with their family and their friends and enjoyed a great feast and got a lot of presents. This week on Windy City Slam Podcast, with AAW Pro's Unstoppable coming up on Friday, we welcome for the first time on the show, the number one contender to the AAW Women's Championship and the current Chicago-style wrestling women's champion, Coming to us from north of the Illinois-Wisconsin border, Sierra. And you can catch all that right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Stay tuned. Wrestling fans often talk about psychology in the squared circle. But what about your individual psychology and mental health? The counselors at True Heights Treatment offer in-person or virtual appointments. To learn more, go to www.trueheightstx.com or give them a call at 708-248-7039. My name is Storm Grayson and I'm your freelance underground independent champion and you're listening to the Windy City Slam Podcast. Back here on Windy City Slam Podcast and before we get into the events of the week. Just a quick word. Uh, rest in peace to UFC Hall of Famer Stefan Bonner. Kind of a shocking death. And he passed away last week at 45 years old. He was from Hammond, Indiana. And he had a stint for Impact Wrestling where he even wrestled Moose. And he also appeared for Black Label Pro based in Crown Point. Rest in peace to Stefan Bonner and Condolences to the family and friends of the UFC Hall of Famer. And in another local slash national item, POW Entertainment alumnus Tony D'Angelo takes on Wes Lee for the NXT North American Championship this Tuesday night on USA Network. So very excited for the former Jolie Ariola to get a shot to win an NXT Singles Championship. I'm going to be pulling hard for him, even though I love Wes Lee as well. But I just really dig it, the Tony D'Angelo character. And I hope that Tony could bring home the gold. Coming up this week, a pretty light schedule. We have Friday night, December the 30th, AAW Pros Unstoppable at Logan Square Auditorium in Chicago. 7.30 for the main bell time. They'll be in a live taping at 6.45. We have the AAW Heavyweight Championship. Jake Something defends the title against the Manser. Mance Warner, and in your AAW Women's Championship match, Christy Janes defends against this week's Windy City Slam podcast guest, Sierra. Very excited to have her on for the very first time. We talk about 
her title match against Christy James. Coming up, Bruce City Wrestling, her time as Chicago-style women's champion, and so much more. Now, the AAW Tag Team Championships, we have Jossie and Calvin Tankman facing the rascals of Trey Miguel and Zachary Wentz. The AAW Heritage Championship, Davey Vega will defend against Levi Everett. And in what should really be a hard-hitting affair, we have former AAW champion Fred Yehi taking on the stiff Robo Ginger and Gary J. And Ren Jones is slated to face Braden Lee. Plus, other participants on the show include former Windy City Slam podcast guest, Big Beef, Gnarls Garvin, current Impact Wrestling champion, Joss Alexander, Masha Slamovich, One Call Manders, Russ Jones and Schaff, Joe Alonzo, Conan Lycan, and Solomon Tupu with Chuck Smooth, Ace Perry, Shane Hollister, and Heather Reckless. And also some of those names I just announced are going to be part of the Chi-Town Rumble, and the winner of this Rumble will get a title shot whenever they want it. So it's going to be really interesting to see. I think it's going to kind of be like a Royal Rumble type of deal, and it should be a fun and exciting match for everybody in AAW and all the fans as well. So I'm really looking forward to this match, and maybe you never know. We get a, a top contender out of this match, and somebody loses their title unexpectedly at Unstoppable. That would be a heck of a way to end 2022 and start 2023. So catch AAW Pro's Unstoppable this Friday night at Logan Square Auditorium. That should be an awesome show. And stay tuned in just a few minutes to hear from the number one contender to the AAW Women's Championship, Sierra. Also Friday night, December the 30th, Premier Pro Wrestling has its taping up in Woodstock and Saturday night, December the 31st, PWX presents New Year's Eve Bash at the North Point Arena in Streeter, and that show features Rhino. All right, coming up in just a moment, right here on Windy City Slam Podcast, number one contender to the AAW Women's Championship and the current Chicago-style wrestling women's champion, Sierra. Stay tuned. Hello, everyone. Maven, former WWE superstar, season one, tough enough winner. Make sure you catch Windy City Slam podcast wherever podcasts are available. So Windy City Slam, check it out. Want to get more customers for your business? Promoters, do you want more exposure for your upcoming event? Windy City Slam podcast can be your tag team partner. Advertise with Windy City Slam and reach wrestling fans in the Chicagoland area and in the Midwest. Message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or email Mike Pankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-N-K-O-W at WindyCitySlam.com. Brand new SSW Tag Team Champion, the Punk Rock Prince, Jordan Cross, here live at the Broad Stop in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And you are checking out my best friends over at Windy City Slam Podcast. Mike Pankow, you are the man. Make sure to subscribe, like, follow, share, and everything else. You can follow me at The Jordan Cross. I am the Punk Rock Prince. Thank you. All right, back here on Windy City Slam podcast this week. 
With AAW's Unstoppable coming up on Friday, we welcome for the first time on Windy City Slam podcast, the number one contender to the AAW Women's Championship and the current Chicago-style women's champion coming to us from north of the Illinois-Wisconsin border, ladies and gentlemen, Sierra. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for coming on. It's been a long time coming and I appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's definitely been <laughs> a long time coming on. Yeah. And uh, you've been in the ring for nearly eight years, correct? Yes. It'll be eight years, July 4th. Exactly. Oh, wow. yes. Definitely be some fireworks that day for you. For yeah. Day, right. <laughs> right. Every so, year. Yep. You got your formal training at Thumper's Den with Frankie DeFalco and Beer City Bruiser, correct? Yes, that is correct. Now, what was it like going through that school? Um, it was, you know, I feel like with every wrestling school, it had its challenges as I was, you know, learning professional wrestling and bumps and learning moves or whatever. But I definitely um, think I was very, I was very fortunate to be at um, where I was at and who I was trained by and, you know, with my peers who I trained with. Um, But it was, it was a really, it was a really good time, obviously, like, you know challenging has its challenges and <laughs> got definitely got my bumps and bruises um but i could say i was very um fortunate for where i went to train and who i trained with and who i was trained by okay so well uh, what got you into professional wrestling and what was your inspiration um so i didn't know about professional wrestling at all until i was like around 11 years old um, my parents would watch WWE. Um, so that's how I kind of, you know, was introduced to it, but I rarely watched it with them. They were, they were the big mega fans and I was, I would just be like a thing I'd peek and be like, Oh, they're watching the wrestling and then carry on with whatever I was doing at mm-hmm. 11 years old. Um, but it wasn't until I was like 13, um, that I really got into it. Um, and really started getting into, you know, WWE, um, cause at the time that's all I knew. I didn't know about independent professional wrestling um and you know i'd watch it with my parents and my cousins and we'd have pay-per-view parties i was like really 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 getting into it um i did a lot of sports in middle school so i kind of saw it as uh, another sport and that's something i would want to try at some point in my life i didn't know how or where like where i'd go for this or whatever but it's just like something that like draw me to it i think because i had that that uh, correlation with doing like so many sports in middle school but I definitely was just drawn to all of like the women in wrestling, even with, you know, the, the little amount of time that they were given with their matches. I was still mm-hmm. like, just sitting there like watching. I got, I got into all the characters and um, it was, yeah, it was definitely like becoming, you know, a really big obsession, honestly. <laughs> um, and then when around, uh, I think like a year or so later, um, is when my dad introduced me to my first independent wrestling show, um, like five minutes from our house. Um, I believe it was like around Christmas time. And it was like, Hey, do you want to like go to this after dinner? And I was like, this is a thing like, wait, there's not, but they're, but they're on TV. And he's like, but what? So he took me to that. And it was just, I was like mind blown. And it was such a, it was such a fun time. And we, we'd go monthly, um, or around that, um, ever since then. And then I was kind of like, okay, so I know that this is something in my area and 
now this is like something I could potentially be doing. Like it's obtainable <laughs> for me to do this wrestling stuff. So yeah, I ended up hearing about Bruce City Wrestling through um, another fair that was um, in town. Um, and I just got in contact with the with Frank um, at the mm-hmm. time. And I was like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm interested in wrestling. Like, this is something I want to do. What do I, what do I got to do? And he's like, all right, um, well, we can get you into training. Da, 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 da. I'd have to talk to your parents because I was 15 at the time. If this is something, you know, you really want to do. Like, my parents were like, kind of like, what is this? What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Like they talked to him and, you know, he filled them in on everything and what it is. And yeah, he invited me down to uh, his, one of his shows around January of 2015, I believe. And I would, I just helped with setup. I helped with the merchandise for the night. I did that for two months. And then in March um, was my first training. Cool. When you started with the Thumper's Den, what was it like those first couple of days kind of getting acclimated to the whole uh, deal of professional wrestling? So when I first started training, Frank didn't have um, the Thumper's Den yet. He would only run trainings um, on his show days once a month, like okay. three, four hours before the show. We'd set up early around like one o'clock. And then from like one to whenever the doors were open, we're like, training and like open ring for all the other wrestlers on the show so like my first i i only had what was it five five training sessions in four months before i had my first match so i was kind of they were they were rushing me they were they were pushing me because i was at the time it was only um stacy shadows was the only other female in the state um other than like melanie cruz and Celine gray um who were who are in Illinois. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was like, Oh, we have like, she, she figured out how to, how to bump. (laughs) So (laughs) let's just, let's, let's get her through this door. Like let's, let's rush her. So there, it was like, my trainings were, you know, five, six hours. Like I took up the whole span of when the ring got set up to right before doors opened and uh, Frank, Matt, um, JP, I had people that were booked on the show that would come in and like roll around with me and do stuff with me. Stacy Shadows would come in and like I was going to be wrestling her a bunch so we worked on a bunch of stuff together um so yeah they definitely definitely got me through that door so it was very I would say it's very overwhelming but I didn't know like what to expect at all so I thought that was like the normal <laughs> but looking back at it now I was it was very it was very rushed but I wouldn't I would honestly not trade or change like a single thing about how my training went about and like how I was kind of um, fast tracked into my first match. So who was your first match against? Um, it was against uh, Stacy shadows. It was at um, Summerfest. Um, wow. Yeah. In front of like a really good crowd of people. It wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't some, some little indie show somewhere. Like it was, it was a very, it was a very packed, a very packed show. Um, so it was very, very terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> So you mentioned before that you started getting into wrestling and seeing the women's action back when they were kind of not getting long matches and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So now you watch wrestling and you now partake Mm -hmm. in it. So Mm -hmm. what do you think of women's wrestling and how it's treated now as to how it was treated back then? Oh, it's there. It's like night and day, honestly. It's, I, I think it's very fortunate that female wrestlers and performers are 
given the same amount of time and, and the same environment with, you know, their matches and stipulations or whatever, we're getting treated fairly <laughs> just mm-hmm. as the men. We, we were trained. I was trained with the guys. I would like to be, you know, given the same opportunities as the guys. Um, but no, it, it's, it's very good that the, how women's wrestling has changed over the years. And for me to be able to remember seeing some of the, the later, I would say the later phases of coming out of, you know, the, the swimsuit competitions and the, the mud brawls and pools on the, on the ramp of the stage or the divas Um, era. Yeah. yeah, the Divas era, definitely the that Attitude Era Divas era. Um, I definitely was in the, the later part of the Divas era, coming into the the newer part of it. So to definitely, it's definitely been, there's been a lot of growth and it's been very positive. And I feel like every, all of us women's wrestlers have really grabbed onto it and have went running with it. And we've been, honestly, it's been super successful. Among your many accomplishments, you've held championships for Brew City Wrestling, ICW Milwaukee, One Fall Entertainment, mm-hmm. and Ohio Valley Wrestling, among others. Mm-hmm. You are the current Chicago-style wrestling women's champion as well. So is mm-hmm. there a favorite moment for you among all those title victories? Ooh, that's a good question. Ooh, I definitely, there's been some some memorable moments my winning the ovw women's title was uh, a very memorable moment something that i honestly didn't think would happen mm-hmm. <laughs> i know my the first time i won the Bruce city women's title i was like maybe four matches in um so that that night was very memorable for me i don't know i it's funny it's funny for me to say like i've held so many titles that i can't like <laughs> but no all of them all of them have I feel like are really special in a, in a sense because it's, it feels, I must say like, thank you to the owner of the company for like trusting me to, to be, you know, your women's champ. I've, I've held tag titles and did the DPW heavyweight title, like just that they, that they trust me enough um, mm-hmm. and want me to, you know, represent the division or their company. Definitely. But those two have really like standout moments. Okay, and in CSW ended a long reign for Heather Reckless in winning their women's title in a four-way match that also included Shelly the Bombshell and Ashley Demois. So what was it like to win the title in CSW in, in an environment where it's a lot of quality wrestlers and they usually have pretty hot crowds as well? Um, I definitely it was I feel like it was a long time coming. I feel like I've been kind of itching for that that title ever since I arrived in CSW when I returned, I guess, to CSW because I was with CSW a couple of years prior um, with Vanessa Zuri and me were the tag team champions for a little bit. Um, and I took some time off. And then when I came back. So, yeah, I, I definitely think it was it was bound to happen. <laughs> That's all I could say. Yeah, much-deserved victory for you to win that title. I, I've been watching you for the last Thank two you. or three years, and uh, you've been wrestling more in the Chicago area over that time. And yeah, terrific stuff out of you, and uh, I'm looking yeah. to see Thank more you. and more growth out of you too. So, Thank you. 
Now let's turn the page to AAW's Unstoppable, and that's Friday night, December the 30th at the Logan Square Auditorium on the north side of Chicago, and you will finally get a shot against AAW Women's Champion Christy Janes. So it's a long time coming, and you were supposed to have this opportunity last month, but you fought Mr. Kate instead. So what happened to delay this match? Um, Christy wasn't there. <laughs> she didn't show up. Um, I don't know the exact reason, but that that's all the information I was given. Mm -hmm. um, so a little disappointing it should be the word, but I know that going after this title, that it wasn't going to be an easy thing and it was going to push me physically and mentally and in every sense. So I just consider this part of my journey to mm -hmm. getting that, getting that championship. Now you've been a part of AAW for a little over two years now, and you've been involved mm -hmm. in several number one contenders matches, but you finally broke through on October when you beat Heather Reckless at the Jim Lina Memorial Tournament show. Mm -hmm. So what was that moment like to finally break through? Finally is <laughs> in, in bold letters. Finally. I, I've, I've asked and, you know, I feel like I've, I've said to them, like, just give me, just give me a chance. Just give me, just give me that number one contendership match one-on-one -on -one, because I've been, I've been put in, you know, the number one contendership matches, you know, plenty of times, but they've also been like four-way matches. Mm -hmm. And in all the four-way matches that I've been in, I've also been up against some very, very good challenging competitors where I was kind of, I was challenged. I was, I was very much challenged in those contendership matches. And I just, I just knew I needed this a one-on-one -on -one and I, I just knew that it was something that I would be able to accomplish. And finally <laughs> it, it's here, the number one contender. Now what separates AAW from other promotions with all the stars that they have coming in? I just that they have some top names coming in They're production is so good they definitely um make sure that you know their their social media and their internet stuff is quality they you know their um, the live event stuff with like the the stage and the setup and the lights and the music and the production is top quality um they have top quality people coming in like it's it's all that's it top quality it's a top quality promotion they they really they really care about what they present and put out there. Um, and it shows. And there've been some great women's champions there too. Uh, Jessica mm -hmm. Havoc, I believe. And uh, Kylie Ray, I think came through there and, and held it for a little mm -hmm. bit. And, mm -hmm. Now you might be able to add your name to that list. So what would it be like to join that uh, exclusive group? It would be very surreal because a couple of years ago when I did my first, I think it was like in 2018, I did in a live taping. Um, I wrestled Blaney Luck. Mm -hmm. And AAW was always a bucket list promotion for me to wrestle at. I, I never thought I would see myself wrestling there more than maybe once. And now that, you know, I'm able to be so consistent and to say I'm like a number one contender for their women's championship who and that women's championship was held by women that I like looked up to so greatly um, coming up and I still look up to now. It's definitely, I don't know the right word if I'm having like imposter syndrome <laughs> to, <laughs> to be able to like think of putting my name next to their names and who 
held this title in that specific company, like a company I never honestly thought I would work for. It's, it's definitely, it's a feel good, feel good moment. (laughs) So what do you expect from Christy James when you finally get your shot at her? I am definitely not expecting this to be easy. Um, The only time Christy and I have worked has been in the multi-man matches. We've never worked one-on-one or I don't know what to expect from her. I have watched all of her um, title matches in her reign thus far. So kind of have a clue, but I, I can honestly say I don't know what I'm getting myself into, but I can confidently say that I am very much ready for it. For those of us close to the business in the Midwest, it's no secret that you and Joey Avalon are an item. So what's mm-hmm. it like to team up with him at times in intergender matches? Oh, it's so much fun. We we definitely, we have a lot of fun with each other and I feel like we uh, feed off of each other's energy very well. And we just, we just click very well with, with our tag stuff. It's something that I really would love to do more um, in this upcoming year and, you know, be booked more as a tag team because we do we do have a lot of fun and you know we challenge each other and I feel like we put out some really good stuff so it's something I would definitely love to do to do more of with him and how what's it like to do some of the traveling I know you guys do travel to a lot of shows mm-hmm. together and there's some really long drives in there too <laughs> so I was looking at one of your social medias. I don't know if it was his social media or your social media, probably several months back. And one of mm-hmm. you was commenting about you went from Tennessee up to Minnesota or something like that. So what are um, those trips like? Yeah, we had, um, I, I remember it specifically. Um, we called it our like death triangle. Um, we had, I think Thursday we had OVW in Kentucky and then we had to go to Chicago Um I don't remember what promotion we had that day. And then we had to go up to like Minnesota. Um, I believe it was for MAW. And then we had a show Sunday in um, Duluth, Minnesota. Okay. Um, And then had to do like the seven hours (laughs) back, back to green Bay. But yeah, it was, yeah, this, this past year has probably been our busiest. And like, even the last year, last two years, honestly have been, the busiest travel wise for both of us, I'd say um, we've definitely had some weekends where, you know, we're coming up on it and we're like, why did we do this? Because it involves us like bouncing <laughs> between like driving through a bunch of States back and forth. And we like, we have two shows that are the farthest away from each other imaginable. And it's, so it's definitely been um, a little bit tolling with that, mm-hmm. but I mean, that's just, it's just part of the, part of what we got to do and I feel like we've definitely because of you know all of the traveling we've done and you know the miles we've driven and all the sleepless the sleepless days and I feel like it's they they pay off in the end so yeah it's definitely it's definitely worth it but it's definitely part of what we have to do so we just do it so as a part of this grind do you guys switch off who drives or does one person drive most of the time yeah we switch off um I'm normally average the daytime driver um he's the nighttime driver because i am on my awake during the daytime sleep during nighttime schedule and he's the awake during the nighttime sleep during the daytime schedule um Mm -hmm. in the week so when it comes to the weekends it's we just like pass a trade-off um when we can so he's the night owl then (laughs) oh yeah yeah definitely i try to stay awake just just because but it it always fails (laughs) 
Okay, Sierra, uh, before we let you go, uh, go ahead and share your social media with us. If there's any merchandise that you have available mm -hmm. and whatever upcoming shows you have coming up over the next few weeks. Awesome. Um, so you can follow me on Twitter at real Sierra underscore. Uh, my Instagram is at pro wrestling Sierra. Um, and you can find my fan page on Facebook as well. Um, pro wrestling Sierra. Um, the next one for the year is AAW um, at Logan Square. If you're interested in merchandise, I don't, I unfortunately do not have a pro wrestling tea store. That is something that I'm trying to work on. <laughs> um, but if you see me at um, a show, I have pictures and shirts and stickers and all of that. All right, Sierra, very excited to see your upcoming match on December the 30th for AAW's Unstoppable for the AAW Championship. And once again, thank you for joining us and good luck. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It was so much fun having Sierra on the Windy City Slam podcast for the very first time. She was really cool to come on with us. And special thanks to AAW's own Mike Pekovich for helping facilitate this interview. And uh, Sierra and I had talked about trying to get together at some point in the past. Mike made it happen. Thank you so much, Mike Pekovich. And please support AAW Pro. And also to piggyback on Sierra's interview, she will also be at Pow Entertainment facing Nikki Nix at the American Legion in Fox Lake on Saturday, January the 7th. And she will be back at Chicago Style Wrestling season premiere at the American Legion in Franklin Park on Friday night, January the 13th. And she will also be making her all-heel wrestling debut on Sunday, March the 19th in Winthrop Harbor. So Sierra's keeping busy, getting her name and face out in the Chicagoland area. And again, you can catch her this Friday night, Logan Square Auditorium, AAW Pro's Unstoppable, 7.30 bell time up in Logan Square. All right, next week, we start the new year of 2023 with plenty of shows to preview, and we welcome, for the first time, Derek Sharp of Curtain Jerker Designs. And you can catch that right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. So long, everybody.